been growing in his word. Oh, wow, what a day we're going to have. Praise God. You know, this podcast is just some radical things going on. And, you know, I've been praying for this country as it heals from the not only the COVID virus, but just the all this stuff going on, man. It's it's It so lines up with John chapter 10 because Jesus, you know, he's the true good shepherd. And, you know, we, we, we as believers and even non-believers know what's right and what's wrong. And so, you know, it's been, a, it's been an honor to just keep going with this podcast because Jesus is blessing it and he's saying, look, man, there's no other way. I am the door. I am the sheep. I am the shepherd. And, you know, the sheepfold is just a picture of what Jesus Christ wants to unleash in our life. So, you know, we, we, we grow in this podcast, but we know that Jesus is in control of every situation in this life. And so, you know, God, you know, He knows that we're sinners, okay? But if we do His will, we don't have to worry. And that's what growing in His Word, you know, is about. Teaching about God's will and applying it in our lives. You know, it says in John chapter 10, we left off last week, where Jesus was, you know, He was saying, look, everyone else is a crook and a thief and a robber, but the sheep that that, that did not hear them can't go through. And, and, And Jesus was saying, I'm the door, and if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. That pasture is is the greens, the foods, I mean the 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 rest, the 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 hope, the hatikva, the 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 rest, the the assurance that no matter what happens, God is gonna be in control and not have to worry about anything. Amen. And so, you know, we moved on and talked about the hireling and how the Bible st- talks about the wolf that's in, in, in a sheep's clothing. And they come in through the churches, they come in through your homes, they, they want to do, you know, they want to do weird stuff and talk about weird things other than God. And they don't want, they want to find another way outside. But there is no other way. They want to deceive you, whether it be finances, whether it be, you know, going into your marriage and trying to make decisions for you and Man, Jesus said, you know, make your own decisions, but put me f- at the front line of your life. And so, you know, there was opposition at the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem in verse 22. And basically, Jesus walked in the temple, you know, it was in Solomon's porch. And, Ju- and then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you're the Christ, just tell us plainly. And, you know, Jesus... You know, he answered them and he told them that you don't, man, he said, I told you and you don't believe the works that I do in my father's name. They bear witness of me. And so, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As they said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Wow. What's that mean? It means simply that you cannot understand God's will in your life. 
if you do not have Jesus Christ living in your life. Listen to me. Listen. I'm going to teach you something because the Lord Jesus... Let's just pray this out, man. Father, we thank you, Lord. We just ask that you come, Lord Jesus. Give us wisdom in your name, Jesus. Amen. Listen. Jesus is saying that you can't come to me by no other way. You cannot climb through another way. It's like a sheep trying to get through the gate. He can't jump over the gate. He can't fly over the gate. He can't uh, grow wings and fly. He has to... Go through the gate. And the shepherd is Jesus and he's standing there. What does this mean? It means, you know, they're telling him, that they're telling him the spiritual leaders, you know, I mean, the, the Jewish leaders are telling him, and Jesus is at this feast telling him, you're not my sheep. You don't know what you're doing. Because you don't believe the works that I do in my Father's name. And they bear witness of me. You don't believe? Listen, he says in verse 26, But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. Wow. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's like I told you. I was last week when I was talking about this chapter, I was in the field, and the, and the sheep herder was, they, you know, they were, they were there. But that bull is always going to be in your way. The bull is always going to be there to try to scare you away from getting in Jesus Christ's pin in his home. He's going to try to scare you not to follow Jesus. But we can't live off fear. But Jesus is telling the Pharisees and the scribes and the hypocrites, he's saying, listen, there's no other way. He's saying, you can't, you can't live a life outside of my will. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You cannot pretend to be someone that you're not. I mean, we're sinners. And we all blow it. Even myself. Wow, really? Yeah. We're, We're sinners. I'm not perfect. But God tells me how to act. He convicts me. He loves me. He lives in me. And he wants to live in the non-believers. And when the non-believers receive him, that is when they can understand how they can be on schedule with God's mindset. And what does that mean? Listen, get your pins out. It means, number one, it means God is never ever going to leave you nor forsake you. Listen. (laughs) Number two, God's not going to let nobody snatch you out of his hands. Never. (laughs) Because he says in 28, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Never. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. My father who has given them to me. Wow. They, he owns us. We are owned by Jesus Christ. If the Lord's for us, who can be against us? (laughs) Or what can be against us? Listen, we're living in the end times, man. I don't know about you, but things are getting kind of rowdy outside. You ever turn the news on lately? (laughs) People are rioting and, you know, there's looting. And it's because there's no Jesus. And you may be thinking, no, man, it's a racial thing. Listen, man, Jesus is the reason for all the seasons. We don't need 
to live outside of God's will. God loves us. Yes, bad things happen and people get taken away by the law and arrested and things get, you know, dealt with. Government is government, but but we need to live inside God's will. And when we do that, we don't have any issues, really. I mean, we're going to have problems, but but God's never going to let the enemy snatch us out of his hands because, you know, we belong to him. And so, you know, here we go again. Last week we talked about in verse 31, then the Jews took up the stones again and they stoned them. I mean, Jesus Christ can't get a break. <laughs> Everywhere he goes. But listen... Nobody wants to hear the truth. These guys were spiritual leaders. They were, they were, they were, you know, members of the of the of the Sanhedrin. They were they were they were top notch. They knew the law. They knew the, the the Torah. They knew what they had to do to teach it. They were the big rabbis. And and here we are. Jesus is walking up to them and he's telling them, "You're not my sheep." Because you don't believe in me. And you don't believe in the miracles that I've done. And they didn't want to hear it. And today, people don't want to hear it. They get upset. I don't want to hear it. I want to drink my beer. Oh, that's rude. You're judging. No. No, sin separates us. Man, it's all out there. We might as well just talk about it. (laughs) Sin separates you from God. You can't see anymore. You put it's a blinder that goes over your eyes. You sin, oh, you you take a little bit and you and, and and it's a little leaven leavens a lump. And Jesus is saying, "Look, you don't got to live in sin. We're all sinners, but we don't have to live and be obedient to sin. We have an advocate, the Father, the shepherd. Jesus and he's a good shepherd, man. He doesn't beat his sheep. Get in, hurry up. It's getting near dark. Here, let me beat you. You're too slow. Jesus never takes his staff and whips his sheep. We whip ourselves by sinning and not allowing ourselves to be obedient to Jesus Christ. It's happening. Jesus told him in verse 38, and that's where we left off, but it went, we went off to say where he says in 37, if I do not do the works of my Father, do, do you do not believe me? But if I do, though, you do not believe me. So he's, he's darned if he is, and he's darned if he's not. You know, he's hoover damned if he does, and he's hoover damned if he don't. <clears throat> so, I mean, people people know who Jesus is. It's their choice. We can't beat people into Jesus. We got to set the Christ-like examples and love others. It's by the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus asked the Jewish leaders to at least consider his miracles because these indicated and demonstrated his deity. And so, you know, Jesus... Is talking about being born again, and it's and you know it, it, the D, it, you know it's basically it's born again, and the word translates is it's believe, and it's used ninety nine times, ninety nine times in the Bible, and so 
We got to understand, man, the 99 times it's there. And you are the 100th time. God is saying, let me live in your life and you won't have the problems that you have today. You won't have them. And so we left off there in 38 where it says, but if I do though, it says, let's go to 37. If I do not do the works of my father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and if, and I in him. At least he's saying, if you don't believe in the miracles, man, believe that I am actually God. You'll notice the capital I. Me and I in him. So verse 39 says, Therefore they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand. Wow. Wow. He escaped out of their hand. And Jesus is saying right now to you, listen, if you're facing something right now, escape. Get out. Get up. Get out of your chair. Get out of what. Go away. Run away from the sin. Have no part of it. Make that decision. Listen, the Bible says that there's always a way out of sin. You just got to stop. Listen to the Holy Spirit in you. You got to pray about the decisions that you make and the things that you do. Sometimes God wants to say no. Sometimes wants to say grow. And what does that mean? He's saying, <clears throat> he's, telling the, he's telling the Jews and the Pharisees, no, you don't want me. And no, you don't want to grow with me. So he moves on. He disappears. He moves on to the next crowd of people who wants to know the love of God. There's always going to be the good and the evil. We know this. But Jesus said you're either a child of the devil or you're a child of God. Who is it that you want to stand for? Jesus takes the dirt, draws the line, and he says, Who will cross this line and follow me? Will you? Will you say I'm in? Yeah, that's me. I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to party anymore. I don't want to gamble anymore. I don't want to sin against you anymore, God. And if I do sin, I know that I have an advocate, the true shepherd, that will heal me and take away my sins. And I won't use these sins as a crutch. But even if I struggle, I will continue to follow you. If that's you, say I'm in. I'm in, man. Count me in. Because Jesus says, if you're for me, nobody can be against you. Because I will make a way even when you're going to be persecuted. And yes, there's going to be trials. Yes, there's going to be tribulations. But Jesus said, you're at it. We've got it. Listen to this. And he went away, verse 40. And he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was baptizing at first. And there he stayed. Then many came to him and said, John performed John performed no sign, but all but all the things that John spoke about this man were true, and many believed in him there. And so that's it. Many believed in him. Many believed. It didn't say all, but many will believe, and many will receive, and many will go on. To be strong men in Jesus Christ and strong strong women and strong children in Jesus Christ. Listen, I want to talk to you about something because it's important. You know, we're living in the end days, and we can see where Isaiah talks about in, in Isaiah chapter 13, 
Listen to this. You know, this was the proclamation against Babylon. Listen to this, man. The burden against Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw. Lift up a banner on the high mountain. Raise your voice to them. Wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my I have commanded my sanctified ones. Wow. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger. Those who, re, who rejoice in my exaltation. Look at Jesus Christ is not saying I want to beat you if you don't believe in me. But we see in Isaiah, the end of the world is coming. We see how Babylon was the crown jewel of the Assyrian Empire. And though, and this was the oracle, you know, that refers to its destruction in 689, 689 BC. And so we see these countries being judged. This is a small, the book of Isaiah takes major turns, but listen, it focuses on the extended section uh, of, of the Lord's judgment against the nations. Okay, Babylon, Assyria, Philistia, uh, Damascus, Ethiopia, etc. Moab, Egypt, Babylon, Edom, Arabia, Jerusalem, and so on. But, but listen, oh, and Tyre. I remember now. But this prophecy of judgment is followed by an end times prophecy, and this is this is like the little apocalypse that Jesus is talking about. You guys need to get ready. Because Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. And he's and he's and he's he wants to love you. But we have to be ready. We have to understand that that God is coming and and he's real. And that no man will escape his judgment. No man. You see, because the day of the Lord is the day of the Lord refers to the time of an unusual activity of God in the lives of people for judgment or for mercy at hand. It's also translated near. Look at there's no fixed date, man. No one knows. Because God wants to set you up to where you freely want to search in your own heart and choose him. Because he's coming. And he wants. Listen, he wants to show you his mercy, set you free from your sins. Jesus is the good shepherd. But Isaiah 13 makes it clear that he's coming back. And it says here in verse 4, The noise of a multitude in the mountains, like that of many people, a, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the army for battle. They come from a far country. From the end of heaven. Wow. The Lord in his weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. Oh God, you're scaring me. No, that's not. It's not for you. It's not for the believer. It's not for the believer. Wail for the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore, all hands will be limp. You can't even move your arms. It's like you're trying to swim in a pool all day and you get out and someone socks you in your arms. You can't move them. Ugh, your arms are limp. Listen, you can't do anything. Every man's heart will melt and they will be afraid. Pangs and sor sorrows will take hold of them and they will be in pain as a woman in childbirth. And they will be amazed at one another. And their faces will be like flames. Behold, the day the Lord comes. Cruel with both wrath and fierce anger. 
to the lands of desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. Listen, it goes on, man. Don't be scared. It's not referring to you if you're a believer. And it's not referring to you if you're, uh, uh, you know, this isn't a turn and burn message. This is a message of hope. If you have Jesus in your heart, you don't have to worry about the rest of these verses. But the proud and the haughtiness and the terrible people, the mortal, the, 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 the ugly people, I mean, they, these are the people, you know, God will deal with. He'll deal with them. But Jesus is saying, I'm the good shepherd. Come to me. You don't have to endure all that. And a lot of people are blind right now because they can't see past their sin. Sin blocks your mind like a heart blocker. Some people have heart problems. The heart papillates. You know, I'm not a doctor, but the heart has abnormal rhythm. And it papillates. It skips a beat, skips a beat, skips a beat. And they have a beta blocker that puts it back on track. I'm not a doctor. But if you're having heart trouble, go see one. And so, preferably an MD at a hospital. But 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 here's the thing, man. People, it's like their their minds are their, their hearts are beating and their minds are not on Jesus. And Jesus wants to give you a spiritual heart beta blocker, man. He wants to take the... Here, it's spiritual. Take it. Eat it. Get it, Get back on track. Get on the horse and, and ride. Jesus is saying, look, I love you, man. I want to be your God. Will you let me be your God? Well, I can't see him, Pastor Joseph. No, you can't. You can't see him. But he can live in you and you can feel him. Well, I don't go off feelings. Sure, we go by the word of God because it never returns void. But you can understand the love that he'll have for you. And he does love you. Even if you're still not wanting to follow him. He still loves you. But he wants you to know something. He wants you to grow in him. And he wants you to see that you can have a perfect life. Not perfect life, but a promising life. Of eternal salvation with him. That's what he's saying. I'm the good shepherd. And so John performed no sign, but all the things that John spoke about this man were true. And verse 42 says, and many people believed in him there. And many people can believe in him now. And so we move on to chapter 11. And it says, now a certain man was sick, <laughs> Lazarus of Bethany. The town of Mary and her sister Martha, it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with frag fragment oil and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick now therefore the sisters sent to him saying Lord behold whom you love is sick okay and so and so Lazarus you got you got to trip out on this man because Lazarus you know he's dead this guy right here Lazarus is dead he stinks his body is stinking like you know like ugh. and so Jesus is going to come and heal this guy. And listen to this. You know, Jesus, Jesus, okay, you know, he's going to perform one of the biggest miracles in the Bible. And this is what I, what I keep talking about 
The last verse we talked about in John chapter 10, the good shepherd, these are the miracles that he's telling them, telling them the, the religious beliefs, believers. He's saying to the Pharisees, at least believe me for my works that I've done. But people don't want to believe it. They have to see it. They don't trust. So much sin in this world, people can't trust anybody anymore. And they got to keep trusting in their own ways. They, they, people build up walls, and this is what we have now. We have the wall build up. Every time we get hurt, we grab a brick. We, put, we mix the mud in the wheelbarrow. We put the mud on the ground. We grab the brick. Yeah, that's for sucking me. And then he puts the, you put, they put it down there. That one, here's another brick. This one's for getting in my marriage. Poof. Here's another brick. This one's for preaching the wrong message. Blam. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that one. But uh, here's another brick. You know, and brick, and they brick, and they brick, and they mortar, and they mortar, and they mortar, and they fit the way that they want to live their life. I want to be this person. Give me a brick. Man, what are you talking about? People choose to build a wall and not see the miracles that Jesus did. They take mortar and bricks and they build a wall around them. Then they go out and, they, and, they, and that's it. They don't want to touch anymore. It's one-way thinking. I was at the park the other day, barbecuing for my son's birthday. And here comes a guy. He wants to have... Hey, how you doing? I don't mind. Hey, it's all barbecue, man. Come on in, man. You're a stranger. Come on in. You know, the guy wants to know. You know, he wants to talk, you know. He wants to talk about weird stuff, man. You know, things that don't have, you know. He's trying to justify his sin by bricks. I went to this church and they did this to me. And I went to that church and they did that to me. Brick, 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 brick. Built a brick and that's it. And you know what? I said, go build a brick somewhere else if you don't want the truth, bro. Jesus loves you, man. There's no way out. Submit to him. And so there was a certain man in verse chapter 11. Now there was a certain man. He was sick. Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragment oil and wiped his feet. Because Mary loved him with her hair. She loved Jesus, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now, and check this out. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. They believed in his miracles. Man, they were they I, I really believe that some of them were like, Yeah, man, let's just uh bring him to Jesus and let this see what happens. I mean, if this this guy's God, man, that I mean if he can heal the dead, that's it. When Jesus heard that, I mean, it doesn't say that, but I, I believe that that's what they were saying. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto the till, unto death. But for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Wow. Miracle right there. And he's also talking about the radical part where he, you know, by raising Lazarus from the dead, Jesus would demonstrate his deity in an undeniable way. I mean, who can deny it? I mean, come on. I've been to hospitals and seen some people get wrecked pretty bad. And for, you know, some guy by the name of Jesus, who is my God and could, be, and, and could be yours and is yours, to just raise the man from the dead. It's just going to be radical. You guys ready? Here we go, man. So, so we're not going to be able to finish it all today, but we're going to get into it a little bit, and then that's it. But, but he loves us. And when Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God 
that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Wow, how merciful Jesus is. Now, Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Probably praying, praying to the Father and teaching him more stuff that I wish we had notation about. It'd be interesting. But listen to this. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. So there he's teaching them, man. He's just sitting there teaching them. They're, they're going to Jesus school. They're not going to these high expensive degrees that the, the churches want you to go to. They're, you know, they're going to these, you know, radical sit-ins and they're getting discipled how we used to do it in the old school, like I was by Pastor Chuck Smith and, and by other, uh, believers. And so verse by verse. And so, yeah, they, 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 they storm in here, man. They're just chilling out, man, in a circle and they're just, they're they're sitting there with the you know man you could you could tell man they're just they're just they're loving it and then after this he said to the disciples let us go to Judea again man so the disciples said to him Rabbi lately the Jews sought to stone you man are you sure you want to go back there <laughs> I mean last week you told them you know that you were they, they, you're not that was they were not your sheep that was in chapter 10, eleven I mean ten and and so here it is man I mean you know they're telling Jesus. Dude, they're going to stone you again, man. Are you kidding me? You did the disappearance act. <laughs> and so check this out. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. And are you going there again? Wow. <laughs> hey, you got, you really are God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? <laughs> if anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. And we're going to end with that. And we're going to we're gonna talk about that next week. And so we're going to talk about that in verse 10 where we left off. And, and, and next week because it's a, it's, a, it's a big one. Father, we thank you for this time just to finish uh, your word, Lord. And to, to move on to chapter 11. And Lord, we thank you for finishing 10. Father, we just pray that if anyone doesn't know you. Lord, uh, just on this radio program, Lord, anywhere, podcast, uh, every podcast, Lord, you've put us on there for a reason. We thank you for that. Lord, it's free. Your message is free. It's going to remain free. We don't charge a dime because, Lord, you said who you set free is free indeed. So, Father, we, we, we thank you for this time, Lord Jesus. And until next week, God bless you guys. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. Growing in the Word loves you. And growinginhisword.com is also there for you to click on. And there you can find study material and so on and etc. Listen, be happy today. Love yourself and love others. Know that God is not going to judge you uh, in a harsh way if you receive Him. He's going to open His arms and say, Come on in, sheep. Taste the, the real fruit. Jesus loves you guys, man. And God bless you all. And thank you for listening.